Welcome to Real Talk with Sudhanya. My guest today is Christy Hai. He's a 31-year-old Dutch man currently traveling from Netherlands to India by foot. He's on a quest to heal his wounded masculine. His goal is to help everyone on earth from suffering to freedom. Now, if you are curious about what is wounds, masculine wounds, this episode is for you. I wanted to start with a big applause for you for setting on this huge journey of making it from Netherlands to India uh, by foot and by public transport. And I know that right now you are in Bulgaria, Sofia, and that's such an incredible journey that you're taking. And I know as much it from the outside, it looks so courageous. I know it's a very courageous inward journey too. So congratulations for making it so far. And uh, so tell me about your journey. Uh, yes. So first of all, thank you for inviting me, uh, uh, Sudanya. It's really nice to be here. Uh, and uh, I'm sure we're going to have a, a lovely talk uh, about this. And yeah, I, I started uh, now four months ago, I think, uh, on my journey. And uh, in April, I quit my job. Uh, I knew I wanted to make a journey to India. Uh, mm-hmm. I got inspired by uh, yeah, Sadhguru. Uh, from, mm-hmm. uh, it's a guru from India that has a yoga center. And I wanted to go there to experience it myself. Mm-hmm. And that was first the idea, just to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought maybe I can also make it a long journey towards India. Uh, because mm-hmm. I've been... Uh, working yeah working on myself maybe sounds a bit hard but I've been um, trying to make myself a better person for quite a long time now and uh, yeah in the end I came towards spirituality and mm-hmm. it helped me a lot but there are still a lot of things that uh, I'm, I'm struggling with I'm dealing with and I just wanted to create a space for myself uh, where I have the opportunity to uh, go even deeper within myself to to heal myself and um yeah basically to go even deeper and i think wow. i thought before i went that going on a trip by foot uh, would be an, a perfect opportunity for me to do that because i would have mm-hmm. a lot of time with myself uh, to go inwards and to be aware of, of my thoughts and what kind of impact it has on my life uh, so I actually, the first idea was actually just to go by foot from mm-hmm. uh, Eindhoven, where I live, to Istanbul. Mm-hmm. And then from Istanbul, take public transport to India. And I've been uh, walking a lot, like 1,000 kilometers uh, from the start, from Eindhoven. I made it somewhere halfway Germany. And that was actually actually quite tough for me, because uh, it was at some point I just got quite lonely. Yeah, And then I decided uh, at that point that uh, it would be more fulfilling for me to change it up and also take public transport. So now I'm taking public transport uh, to go to a new place and then I hike for a couple of days just to be in the nature with myself, to connect to the nature. 
and then go back public transport to hostels just to connect with people and just to meet people because uh, yeah, in the end we are all social beings. So it's, yes. it's nice to be around people. I'm sure everyone would agree with that, right? Yeah, and you have been already. I I was I saw your polar steps, and you have already been through ten countries now. Uh, I think this is the tenth one where I'm right now. Yes. Oh wow! So tell me, what was one of the most interesting, or few of the most interesting highlights uh, from these ten countries? Uh, sure. Yeah, I mean the the high the one thousand kilometers into Germany was quite intense. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot from that, mm. and uh, then I went more towards the Balkans, also mm -hmm. because it's a bit warmer there. Yeah. So I would have easier time uh, sleeping in the nature in my tent. Mm -hmm. And in the Balkans, the Balkans is a very complex. It used to be Yugoslavia, um, mm. and it fell apart. They have politically, it's it's a bit of a mess between a lot of those countries there. Mm -hmm. And for me, Bosnia, uh, Bosnia is the biggest mess actually because they have like three different cultures there that uh, live in that country. The Bosniaks, who are basically Muslims, okay, uh, a lot of Croats, uh, they are Christians, um, and the Serbs minority mm -hmm. as well, and they are Christian Orthodox. So oh, the Croats wow. are Christian Catholic. And they kind of live together in that country, but it's very divided. And mm. you can see it in the cities, you can see it in the way people behave, and you can see the scars of the wars that went on there. Wow. It was very, very impressive country for me to be in. It's very mm. wounded, but also very, very real, like very raw, so to say. Mm. So and, tell me one yeah. instance, uh, for example, which this uh, really was very clear just to get an idea oh i can give you a lot of examples but uh, the <laughs> first place that i went to was mostar mm -hmm. it's a city a bit more in the south mm. that uh, got attacked by the war actually serbia attacked bosnia uh, because mm -hmm. when yugoslavia fell apart mm -hmm. it broke off into pieces first slovenia uh, declared independence mm. and then also uh, bosnia mm -hmm. but the, the part of serbia back then uh, they did not like that, and they wanted a piece of the Bosnian land, so they attacked Bosnia. Mm. And you, then uh, the Croatians were supposed to help uh, mm. the the Bosnian people, but in the end they betrayed them, kind of. Oh. So in Mostar, you see this big divide in uh, one part of the city where the the the, the Muslim Bosniaks live, and the other part is the Croat part. Mm. And it's a huge difference. And the Croat part is quite rich. You see a lot of new buildings. And the Bosniak part is very poor. Lots of destroyed buildings. You see the front line uh, where all attacks happened. So it's very wow. visible in, in, wow. in the city. And wow. also in the way people behave with each other. Wow. Wow. And what did that make you feel in your, in your inward journey? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Um, well, I've been dealing with uh, with a lot of stuff myself, actually. Mm. Uh, I think we can go into that later. Yeah. Um, Are and... parts of it because it's all intertwined. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it made me feel very connected to this country because it's very mm. wounded, and mm. it may, maybe it sounds strange, but I my my. Like I know deep down I'm a soul that's whole, 
but my my personality, my character, it carries a lot of uh, a lot of pain from 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 the past, a lot of traumas. Mm. It's very wounded, so to say, and I feel like this country carries that as well. So I wow. felt very connected to the country. Yeah. Maybe that's why I liked it there so much, like because it's it's in some way it's, it's yeah I don't know. It, felt it was physical far. manifestation of your journey of what you're going through. Maybe yeah yeah oh wow yeah. that's i think uh um also very healing to see that right that okay it's just not made up in my mind and what i'm thinking or going through it's something that is very visible which yeah if we are living in our own bubble we think we are so hard on ourselves we think that okay this is all made up why can't i live happy just like everybody around me is living which clearly not many are and uh, yeah, such a journey where you really introspect and see the physical consequence of woundedness in and the wars and the um, yeah I implications. See it, I see it in the outside world, also within myself at the same yes. time. That that was very interesting because mm. I saw it within myself, but then also in the outside world in the place mm. where I was actually traveling. Yeah. So it kind of connected with each other. Cool. Cool. But I'm yeah. I'm actually like the reason I'm doing this journey um, is also to heal my wounds. So mm. I it's tough to go there and to see and experience mm. the, these wounds. But it's the reason I'm also doing this trip. So in a way, I'm also very grateful that this is happening to me mm. um, because I believe like human beings grow spiritually through challenge. Right. If there's no challenge, uh, there's no not really much change so in the end whenever i go through it it's not always uh, easy and fun and nice mm. but it, after, when i look back i'm always very grateful for these moments because they they get me to a higher level they make me grow mm. and this is happening to me now as well mm. um yeah. so yeah up to until now my journey is not that easy for me but it's 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 good because of this because i know it's it's really what I came here to do and yeah yeah wow it's beautiful that you're embracing and head on um you know seeing this uh darkness and the wounds because let me tell you that not everybody has the courage to do that and especially for a man especially for a man so I would like to really really from the bottom of my heart thank you for doing this and having the courage to share it with us um because like you and me both know that, especially in the Western world, we don't uh, at least openly embrace our darknesses. And hence, it's more mm -hmm. difficult to grow out of the wounds. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, I think that's a really good bridge I would like to go into that topic. Um, uh, yeah. Just to understand your perspective about spirituality and the journey, what what is spirituality for you? Um, spirituality is for me like a dimension that goes beyond the physical. Mm -hmm. Spirituality for me is the the dimension that's not visible, mm -hmm. and I feel like every human being what you really are, your essence, is something spiritual. We call it the soul. 
mm. you cannot see it but that's it this is in essence what you are mm. and the physical world the outside world mm. manifests from that but ultimately it's not real because whatever is going to happen in your life it comes mm. and it goes so it's it's the physical world is impermanent mm. and your soul that's the thing that is real but we don't see it with our physical senses and this is this is so difficult for for people uh, to get to that level where you realize mm. uh, that's actually in in the stillness within yourself that you can find this dimension because it's so hidden you know mm. you live mm. your life all these things happen mm. and usually for most people it takes a lot of pain a lot of challenge to realize that uh, to realize who you really are and yeah. when you do it's such a liberation because when you enter that space, when you enter that stillness within yourself mm. and you are able to experience the world without any thoughts. Mm. So you're not labeling everything anymore because mm. that's what I used to do as well when I was younger. Mm. I would look at the world, everything would be good or bad. I would give mm. every, everything a name. So mm. it's you conceptualize everything. Your mm. mind just keeps running and running and running. But ultimately, that's not what gives you peace. What gives mm. you peace is to be able to look at the world mm-hmm. without any labels. Right. And then you then that's kind of the end of separation because then you become one with whatever you're aware of. Wow. And that dimension to me is spirituality. Wow, that's beautiful and uh, very wise words to really take new avenues in this. Um that very always like this very always spiritual growing up uh, or was it something that happened to you due to some reason in your life oh no definitely not like when i grew up i i mean if i look back at it now i would i was actually very fortunate to be born in the netherlands high living standards i had a lot of friends mm. and i was good at uh, certain things so I should be happy, right? But I was yeah. not. I was I was like having a lot of issues with myself, and uh, there were things I was good at, and when these things fell away, like for example sports, my physical mm. body started, uh, yeah, having issues mm. that I still have today. Um, they forced me to look within myself and to first I I started more going towards self development. Like I would read books about uh, Stephen Covey or Tony Robbins or all these other motivational people. I learned a lot from that and it's really helped me, mm. but still it didn't get me out of this, this, this uh, state of suffering that I would still uh, every now and then feel or be in. Okay. So, what, uh, so just making it more concrete in terms of suffering what uh, what was the f- physical it was only a physical suffering where you had certain pains or it was some mental agony that you were having for me it's it's uh, my biggest challenge is manifested in two ways uh, one of them is my physical body mm. uh, i experienced difficulty on the right side of my body from my hip towards my uh, yeah, toes basically and because of this reason i also was not able I was just not healthy anymore and able to mm. just do the sports that I was good at. Okay. Um, and I know and that Netherlands is sports freak and you're not being able to do your favorite uh, football or hockey. 
No, it was football. Yeah, yeah, it was big football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can imagine that would be. Uh, it was an identity crisis sad. actually because yeah. my identity was I was I was my identity my identity was connected to that, and when it fell away, I didn't know who I was. I I didn't know anything about myself. That's wow. why I started the big journey about that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, in the end, I I came towards spirituality, uh, partly because of that, and also. The other thing that manifests in my life is that it's difficult for me to, um, like romantic relationships mm. were difficult mm. for me. Mm. I would experience a lot of trouble there and I would be mm. quite passive as well in that sense. Mm. Um, so these two things really wow. forced me to look deeper. Uh, and then I kind of stumbled into spiritual. I was not even looking for it. I was not mm. religious. I mean, I grew up with, uh, the, the church I would go to the church with my parents yeah. okay but I I really feel like it didn't mean at the time it just didn't mean anything for me I would just go there because I had to go there with my parents mm. and my brother was like uh, mm. like how do you say it's uh, pushing away from it kind of mm. but I, I I would just go and it wouldn't influence me in any way sort of kind of mm. going yeah and when I was 18, I didn't have to go anymore. Right. So I was not, not in any religious. way religious or spiritual. No. No. And I think around my 26 or something, uh, I stumbled upon uh, some spiritual texts and books. Mm. Especially uh, a spiritual teacher called Eckhart Tolle really helped me. Eckhart Tolle, oh yeah. With a very famous book, The Power of Now. When I read that, I didn't understand anything the first time. <laughs> And then half a year later, I reread it, and then I just understood it. It just clicked, and then I was able for the first time in my life just to look <laughs> at the world without labeling it. Wow. And that was such a liberation for me. It was so I, I became so peaceful mm. then, and uh, yeah, then I just knew that I found something that is real instead of I found something that gets me out of the suffering right yeah yes something that is more sustainable rather than you know the artificial fixing yeah. and the distractions that we have made up this whole facade in our society with yes definitely i mean now i'm it's still a challenge sometimes but i'm just mm. trying to enjoy the pleasure of the world without getting lost in it. Mm. because it's very easy to get lost in it Mm -hmm. uh, everything from this world's pleasures it's always an up and a down mm. and once you know that and you can always uh, go back to that mm. dimension where you are not separate mm. life becomes just so much easier it's for me spirituality is the most practical thing a human being can do uh, or get into because it just shows you the truth and the best way to live in my opinion yeah, and a lot of people think spirituality is very floaty and fake woo -woo. <laughs> it's really it's woo -woo. it's very practical actually yes i totally agree with you and i think coming from you would much make it much more uh impactful because you are in this journey uh, but i also have realized that um you really need to have a hard knock to really uh, uh acknowledge this dimension unfortunately and oh, that's know. where you have to uh, be knocked with something really oh, difficult. 
Yeah. And for example, in your case, uh, the physical difficulty to give up sports and also uh, relationships, they, they, they are, you know, the core of our um, materialistic life, our external life that we live in. And, and when that doesn't go as per what we wish to, and that's when you realize that something much more real and sustainable as well. Yeah. Beautiful it's a huge opportunity to to have challenges in your life. Mm. Like whenever I see someone going through huge suffering or challenge, I'm actually mm. happy for them. But mm. it's also a bit dangerous because, um, like for me, it got to a point where I would also have thoughts of of suicidal thoughts. Mm. It mm. didn't get really bad for me, mm. um, and I'm really happy that I got to spirituality before anything could happen in that sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you get if you reach that level, it's it's a really beautiful place actually uh, to get mm. there because mm. that is when people start to realize who they really are. Often, mm. but it's also a bit dangerous because right. if you don't get there, uh, yeah, things people might do suicide, for example. Yeah, and uh, also go into uh, the extreme side of suffering, right? Uh, get into addictions, get into you know so. I don't know, retail therapy, get into drinking, get into all these uh, stuffs without uh, really looking inward. And mm. um, and you dare to, you know, question yourself like, okay, is this the only way to be? Uh, you mentioned about your wounds and um, um, tell, if you're open, tell me more about what you discovered in this journey also before this uh, this uh, trip to india mm-hmm. but also before that um um you you also mentioned about the wounded masculine and yeah. i and it's um not a surprise that you mentioned that the right side of your you face right side of your body physical health mm-hmm. uh, and that is in a way masculine the masculine energy. side so Yes. I am, uh, yeah, very curious to know what did you find out? What is wounded masculine? Uh, yes, I'm. I'm open to talk about it, uh, but mm. I there are some boundaries as well. You know, some things Respect. are. Uh, I would like to keep private, but I'm just going to try to talk to, uh, to you about it as open as I can and mm-hmm. still have a healthy boundary there. Right. Um. Yeah, like for, for me, I I really feel like, I mean, I believe in the reincarnation. So we have mm-hmm. past lives and we carry a lot of uh, emotion. We have an emotional field and a mental field that carries over into mm-hmm. our next lives. And also ancestral and genetics are carried over. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of luggage and baggage that goes mm-hmm. on from uh, thousands of generations uh, mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. And we carry that, and the masculine um, has done a lot of bad things in the world in the past, mm. like mm-hmm. murder, rape, much more than the feminine. Mm. So there's a lot of blame around that, mm. uh, also from the feminine side. Mm. But for the masculine, the masculine is very wounded uh, because of that, and I discovered that in myself as well. It's like there's a huge shame and guilt inside this energy mm. into my in, in my own energy field. I feel it there. 
Mm. And I carry this, but it's ultimately not me, uh, obviously. It's just mm. an energy field and a mental field that exists in me. Mm. But but still, it's there. And it gets triggered for me in certain situations. It can be different for everyone. And everyone mm. might have uh, different ancestors and different uh, like mental and emotional fields that they carry with them. Mm. For me, it's really it really manifests the most into romantic relationships with with women. Mm. That's where I struggle the most with this with this energy. Mm. Uh, and to give you an example, like for me, it's very difficult to to open up uh, mm. myself to to the feminine side because uh, yeah, this 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 guilt and especially shame. Shame is an emotion that is the worst emotion you can have because shame basically cripples you it makes you passive it makes you feel like you're not adequate so mm. when you have this you 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 don't do anything basically yeah and this manifests in my life uh, that i i'm not actively <laughs> looking for a partner for example you know even mm. though like i know i would like to have them eventually mm. and maybe children mm. uh, so i struggle with that so this mm. is one thing uh like this this masculine wound that goes back for your own past lives that you lived but also ancestral and genetics that are passed on right and the other thing is uh when we grow up uh, our parents give us a lot of luggage mm. like how you grow up uh, within mm. your parental house with your parents relationship with your parents your mother and father and your siblings is so extremely important Mm. that we carry that luggage with us as well so there's a lot of trauma coming from there as well right and for me um i grew up with a very very protective mother mm. um that's yeah sort of like she was she was claiming me a little bit you know like when you when you when you have children i really believe that they are not yours you're mm. just raising them they are mm. also a soul but a lot of parents, they can lose themselves in their children and they carry their own traumas and their own unconsciousness mm. and they transmit that on their children. Mm. And what I see in the society now um, is that the feminine suffers a lot because mm. of... Uh, it, that, that's very visible because of rape, for example, mm. uh, that happened to uh, young girls coming from... Um, parents or other men outside of their their own family mm -hmm. but on the masculine side there's also a lot going on but it's just more subtle it's less visible visible right it's for example my mother was just too close to me from a young age because she had mm -hmm. her own issues and she was claiming me sort of so as a young boy growing up mm -hmm. like that you feel like you mm. want to save your mother or help your mother, mm. but because you're not emotionally and mentally mature yet, you can't really replace that. You know, mm. you can't, but you're so young, you don't know what's going on. No. So then you grow up and then you feel, um, I feel shame because of that. And it manifests. Shame for not being able to provide to your mom, or yeah, to to not able to not to not be able to to be there for her in that sense, mm, mm, because mm. she was she was 
uh, yeah, I know my mother is probably going to listen to this as well. So maybe this is not easy as well mm -hmm. for her to hear. Um, but yeah, for me, it manifests as sort of a shameful thing because I've never, because he was so close to me from that young age and uh, because he was transmitting so many of her own feminine energy and feminine thoughts to me, this became my dominant worldview. And mm. in our society now, like um, from a young age, like boys need also time with their fathers to learn from their fathers. Mm. And when we were still hunters and gatherers, mm. this this would happen. And there was actually initiation for that. But mm. now what happens is that the man goes to work and mm. the boy or me in this case, don't mm. get to see the father in his working environment and connect with him. It's a, so mm. you're basically, most of the time, you are with your mother. So, But I'm a masculine character. So right. I need a masculine example, and I need, I need to learn from that masculine example what it means to be a man, sort mm. of. Right. And because this stage is not there, and mothers have a really hard time letting go of their children, especially boys, because they want to protect them and when the mother becomes too protected um from a young age it was very difficult for example to set my own boundaries in the outside yeah, world you don't know yeah for myself because i never learned that because my mother would always do that mm. so you you grow up in in a way that uh you're very disconnected from masculine energy right. and you have this wound also so it becomes really difficult uh, it became really difficult for me. I'm just going to speak for myself now because mm. this is my experience. But I know a lot of men struggle with this. Mm. And then it becomes really difficult for you to connect to your masculine energy and to actually know what it means to be a man in our society. Like, what mm. is the role of the man in our current society? It's, mm. it's very fake. It's very not visible. And then there's a lot of blame as well from yeah. the feminine side feminine. on the yeah. masculine. Right. Because of the the rapings is going on and i don't want to that's terrible that these things happen they really are but like most masculine people uh, characters they have nothing to do that to, to do with it and we still carry this shame with us right. inside of us it's not happening in the current times or at least some parts of the world it's not happening no uh, but no. still there is a lot of resentment i can say it for myself also uh, that um, you spoke about wars and, uh, you know, also the colonization history. I think we have the opposite side, right? The Europe was colonizing and, for example, I'm from India, colonized. So there is this resentment, although you have done nothing directly to me. At yeah. this point of time, if I say now, now, we are absolutely equal intellectually, but I can really feel that uh, mental and the emotional resentment mm -hmm. and also what I had in the past is like the feeling of inferiority mm -hmm. um, and now I when I'm more aware of this I feel more resentful that okay just because of this past yeah. I practically have um, you know I have the glass ceiling I practically have less privileges and that makes me resentful towards the masculine. And that's a weird energy. And you are saying from the other side, right? Uh, where 
where these things have happened in the past we we both have done nothing around it but still we have this tension and energy around us where it's uh, not helping us yeah exactly yes yeah definitely and for the masculine it's it's ma- it's mainly shame and guilt mm. that, that's uh, in my experience and i see it i see a lot of men struggle um yeah. with relationships with women and i think deep down maybe the masculine is even a bit scared of the feminine because of all this this guilt that we carry and all this shame you know mm, mm. and that's really not helping anyone because in no. the end like, sexuality is a part of this world and we need to embrace that i think right and if a man a masculine character cannot embrace his own sexuality then yeah. the feminine in the end will suffer from that as well so it's not helping anyone right yeah so i and... think it's very important for 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 um people to realize this because yeah. like it's 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 um it's not very visible visible that this is going on for a masculine like for the feminine side it's much more visible because mm-hmm. it's 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 very destructive uh, as well but in a, in yeah. a way more direct way it's more like like a killing blow you know and mm-hmm. and for the masculine it's more like slow poison that you're drinking so it's right. not that visible but it, it hurts a lot as well yes yes uh, i totally agree and it actually hurts but since there is this ego and pride related to the whole masculine uh wounded face of the society we don't know what's happening undercurrent right yes so, and I think most men don't even know that. I yeah, they're not connected to it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's why I feel like what you're doing is so insanely important. I feel that you're opening up to these dimensions and owning up, and the fact that you are telling me is also helping me to deal with my resentment. That like, okay, first time ever in my life, there is one person one guy who is willing to accept you know you have not done but at least the past thing and that is very comforting for the feminine Mm -hmm. to you know be in our feminine energy rather than trying to be the masculine also operate from a wounded side like okay let's i'll let let me show that i can also do it i like working from ego and not and competition rather than collaboration and uh accepting what you're saying the sacredness of being human like sexuality itself uh sensuality itself um we have so much um think if you see i think east and west are suffering from two from two different angles but it is still um yeah it's it, i think it's seen in a in a such a uh, transactional and demeaning and that's where the guilt shame um you know pain fear all these comes from 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 embracing our own body uh which is highly sacred manifestation of the spiritual being so oh yeah definitely and that's difficult also, but there here the church also played a very important role because mm. like in especially in the West, I think in India it's much less, 
mm. because for example shiva the god shiva is also known for his sexuality so it's more embraced mm. but especially in in the west in christianity um like big parts of the church are are saying that sex is bad Sin. and uh, the patriarchy is um there's basically there there became this idea that if you want to grow spiritual uh, spirit spirituality and sex don't go together right so what a lot of men did is that they abandoned uh their sexuality yeah. they cut themselves off from that yeah and that's very that's very detrimental because it's part of your of your human nature like yeah. the physical nature of your yourself yeah uh, and yeah. if that keeps going on for years and years and years and years mm. uh it's it becomes it wounded. becomes difficult for the next generations and it's wounded yeah it's just yeah. wounded it's just yeah. it's just uh, very repressed as well and because it becomes so repressed mm. and because it cannot just come out the way it should come out like in nature mm. with animals for example animals don't have an issue with this because they don't have a sense of who they they don't have an image of themselves mm. so when these urges come they just mm. uh, perform sexual intercourse with each other yeah. But yeah. with humans, it's different. And because it's so repressed, it comes out in destructive ways. That's why there's so much rape going on, for example. Mm. Mm. There's actually, mm. a, like, the aboriginals from Australia, they used to be very open in terms of sex. They were just made with each other in front of each other. Mm. But there was there was no 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 rape at all in this society because yeah. it just is accepted and embraced. Yeah. And in our society, we do the opposite. We try to hide it we i also grew up thinking sex is bad like it yeah. came from my parents a little yeah. bit i guess but most also from the church yeah and these ideas make it yeah they make they make they make yeah. it they make the, the, the relationship the, difficult and uh, yeah. yeah and what i feel also for especially for humans um it's also related to our emotional health right because it's an emotional relationship as well. Uh, but since we discarded that part or made it, made it too wounded as well, um, or, you know, if we don't know how to healthily express our emotions and energies and boundaries, mm -hmm. um, the, the physical manifestation or the sexual intimacy also becomes very difficult and strained. Because especially for the feminine, it's all about the emotions and the uh, the mental relationship that you have uh, coming from that perspective. And hence, if if that is closed, if for um for a man, if that is shut, of course the next level is also gonna be you know poor quality. And Hence, for example, what I see in the West, the whole hookup culture, the whole, um, by the way, which is, I'm saying West, but this is very much prevalent in India and all these, just go to India, you will see it, it's there. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, like the most dominant uh, like yeah. way of being to look at these things is, mm -hmm. uh, is to just commoditize. I don't know if that's a word, like to make it like a, a, a transaction rather yeah. than an a sacred expression exactly. you know yeah. and that has also manifested both in females and males here i'm talking like non-gender as well that it has also caused a lot of tension around 
having meaningful relationships. Yeah, it has. I feel like, I mean, sex is neither bad nor good. It's just mm. what it is. It's just part mm. of this world. And um, because it's looked at uh, from such a negative perspective throughout history, throughout mm -hmm. our ancestors, it just becomes repressed and difficult um, mm. to embrace. And mm. then it comes then it comes out in destructive ways. And I also see the whole hookup culture also mm. part of that. Mm. Yeah. Because then the sacredness is not there. Um people are longing for it a lot. Mm. Uh even though it's not easy that it happens and then it can come out in uncontrolled ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah but I, I yeah, I also I also by the way see the hookup culture in terms of like what you're basically trying to do when you hook up with someone is to become one mm. but on the physical level you can never become one yeah. it's like it's it's very short and then you separate again right mm. yeah. but if you don't have the deeper dimension in yourself where you're able to become one mm. then you're gonna look for it in sex mm. in the mm. other person yeah so i feel like this is what a lot of people are trying to do and they keep hooking up with new people and they it's like it, for a lot of people, it becomes an addiction as well, just to experience this oneness for this moment. But it, yeah, it's it it is never ending, so to say. No, no, no. Wow, that's beautiful what you mentioned because if you don't have the intimacy within, it will never. You can't experience it, and that's the nature of physical. There is duality, and you, you cannot keep become on one on a physical level. On a physical no. level, you will always. That's why there's always attraction to the opposite sex. Yeah. Because because of this. Yeah. yeah. And like I, I believe we all hold both energies and yeah. some people is more balanced. But there are mm. also a lot of people who have either a lot of masculine energy or a lot of feminine. Mm. Especially for those people, the attraction is so strong that they're constantly trying to find someone to 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 balance this energy with on a physical level. Mm. Wow. Well, I think that's uh I think very deep work that you're doing now in that sense. Um, then my next, um, since you are looking into the wounds, what would be your version of the divine masculine? Taking all these wounds into consideration, if um, you know we are able. And I'm talking for myself also because I have my wounded masculine side as well. What would yes. be the um when I shed shed these guilt, uh, shame, fear, pride, ego around it? How 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 how? I'm just imagining how will that look like? What would be a role model? The divine masculine. Yeah. Uh, for example, your god Shiva would be a role model of the divine mm. masculine. Mm. Um, I, I see masculine energy as very intense and active. Mm -hmm. um, it always tries to do something. So mm. there's always a purpose behind everything. Mm. So if, if a man is, is able to embrace uh, this divine masculine energy, then he becomes very active and purpose-driven in the world. Mm -hmm. and he is able to operate the world in a very fierce way but mm. because he is divinely masculine there is a good balance with his feminine energy as well mm. because if you if you only operate for masculine energy and you're tra constantly trying to achieve everything very fiercely mm. Mm. but 
the feminine energy needs to be there to to make it gentle and and also loving in a sense mm. so if that if that's not there then the masculine energy can become very destructive mm. and this is what you see in the west a lot with mm. with technological progress like we're try constantly trying to achieve in the business world mm. and so divinely masculine for me would be that uh, you embrace this this active and fierce energy in a, in a sense that mm. is very purpose-driven but uh, towards a purpose that is larger than yourself so mm. for example raising the consciousness of of, of the world or mm. uh, helping people out of poverty mm. or things like that and that there is a good balance with the feminine energy that the, every man carries as well so mm. he's also able to he's able to be fierce and gentle at the same time he's be, he's able to be very intense and active but at the same time also observant and relaxed and peaceful mm. for mm. me this is this is a divine divine masculine character wow 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 and i think you are in this healing journey and embodying it because you mentioned that you in this journey that you are um it's uh, beautiful that you are um actually going to a place which uh worships lord shiva and the uh, yeah. and um also where we say that um you know the the masculine and the feminine they are always um they are polarities but they need to exist in us to really uh, manifest even the divine side of any one of them even the feminine and masculine mm -hmm. uh, so um, maybe rounding up this whole conversation uh, how has the healing been so far well to be honest I've been going through these wounds very recently and it was very mm. intense mm. Uh, I could really feel intense uh, like pain from it so it had a big oh. impact on my emotions and my my mental body and my physical body mm. um, so I'm I'm actually right now trying to figure out for myself what the best way is to heal this mm. masculine wound within myself mm. um, so far I see two ways um one is based on Eckhart Tolle's teachings um like whenever something triggers this wound or triggers a traumatic wound mm. it can also be related to someone else not the masculine wound or the feminine but something else then what happens is this emotional trauma from the past gets triggered and active within you mm. so if you're not very present it can take you over and you become very react reactive in a destructive sense. Mm -hmm. So whenever this, this trigger is there and you start to feel it, then what you can do is become very present. So you mm -hmm. become very aware of it and you try to stay in that dimension of no thinking, no conceptual thinking. So you're just experiencing it. You're embracing it and it's okay to be there, but mm -hmm. you're disconnecting the emotion that you feel from the narrative because this emotional field that we carry also has a narrative to it it's like mm. a story that we made up around this mm. and often it's a it's a it's a story of uh, of, of being a victim 
Mm. Um, so if you if you can separate the story from this emotion and you stop seeing yourself as the victim and the other as the perpetrator mm. or the other way around like if you're dealing with guilt from masculine energy for example if you can separate that from each other uh then over time then you are healing your wounds because uh, the ego is not able to feed off of this energy anymore and make it mm. even stronger because mm. you separated the story and you can even make a, a new story there mm. but as long as you separate that it doesn't mean you're not gonna feel this emotion anymore it can be that in the future some something still triggers it and it comes off mm. but you will be able to deal with it in a very healthy way mm. and over time Maybe the whole wound in this lifetime can be healed. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe it takes longer, but it could be. So yeah. this is this is one way that I'm uh, establishing for myself right now yeah. in my own life. Okay. Can I try to practically see it for myself? Just I'll give my own example and try to understand because this is very interesting. Uh, one of my active uh, triggers, uh, especially at work, uh, I feel is, uh, you know, when I face the glass ceiling, when... Um, inspired doing all the work i feel that i don't get the enough respect or um or acknowledgement to progress and hence i feel angry like really angry yeah and um and for example at work if somebody uh says that okay uh if i say something and totally disregards it and i immediately feel that oh see this person doesn't respect me uh because this person thinks that females are um you know not in, uh, intelligent or you know wise enough or whatever mm -hmm. um or they are inferior so this there's a narrative that i start playing in me and i get even more and more angry and i start um you know being also reactive in that situation that i want to like no now i want you to hear me yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is that okay in that moment when you feel that anger just be in become the moment very, become very present yes in the moment mm -hmm. so you're, you you can basically from within yourself you can see it happening and you can realize oh this is my this is my wound it's mm -hmm. triggered now, so it's active mm -hmm. so you're gonna feel it mm -hmm. and then you also mentioned this whole story that you tell yourself mm. of not having respect because you're a female and, and everything you said. Mm. Like this this story, that needs to go because that's the victim story connected to this pain. So if you separate mm. that, mm. if you don't go there, don't mm. have these faults at all, then over time, this emotional uh, wound within you doesn't have anything to feed on anymore. So mm. it should... But over time diminish and mm -hmm. become less yeah okay. but it doesn't so it, it doesn't mean it's it's gone right away you know it can still mm -hmm. be triggered the next time and then you just realize it again and but this is this is this is a good way to deal with it because you it doesn't overtake you you don't become reactive mm. you just embrace the anger but don't try to justify it and feed it with more of justification more of reasons from the past yeah, yeah accept it embrace it yeah. yeah you accept it embrace it it's just there for the moment it's not you it's just active it's the acrotolicals the pain body mm. Mm. and you you do have to separate the story 
because mm. if you don't separate this stream of thoughts around it that's very negative and victim-minded then you're still feeding it and then wow. it will not yeah. you yeah because uh for the intellectual mind uh, or the masculine mind is like but this is fact you know this is this is proven fact why shouldn't i give this justification and what you are saying to me is that okay even if it is a fact still it's okay to embrace and disconnect it because what has happened has happened yeah i mean it's uh, sure i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, hurts that people uh, and bad things that people do to each other mm. but in the end it's something from the past it's not yeah. there anymore uh, so why go over that why keep feeding it mm. and why not just forgive this person instead mm. and try to get, a, get rid of your own wounds because it's in the end it's just disturbing you isn't it to, hmm. to have this anger because hmm. in the end whenever whenever you have a negative emotion towards something you're hmm. hurting yourself much more than you're hurting both yourself and the outside world hmm. oh wow very wise very wise beautiful I'll, I'll take that tip not always easy But, I know no I also struggle with it sometimes, you know, when yeah. someone in my experience does something wrong to me. Mm. But the, the, the wise thing to, to do is to, in the end, forgive. Forget. Uh, yeah. And because otherwise you're just creating suffering for yourself. Mm. Mm. Like the only thing you really need is self-respect. As long as you respect yourself, you don't need it on a very deep level. Mm. Uh, you're not seeking it in the outside world anymore. Mm. That's so beautiful. That's, I think, the core of um, all these teachings of self-love and uh, finding yourself healing, to find that respect that you're looking outside. Yeah. Okay. Like if you, for example, believe in reincarnation and these things carry over, then uh, someone might show up in your life and it's a karmic account, like they mm. call it. That mm. does something really bad to you, and you don't know mm. why. You get angry about it, but maybe in the past life you did something similar to that person, and this is just a repayment, you know. You yeah. Go, yeah. And how you work from there, because you have this friction, and if you keep on doing things with each other, you keep on. It's like a PNL sheet. Exactly. exactly <laughs> you yes. keep on doing that, and if you're yes. like, okay, now I'm not going to be triggered, and I'm not going to do bad things, or you know, cause myself pain, and then you start closing the account. Yes, and then the hurt from the other side will stop as well. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I, uh, I think uh, that's a very beautiful message, Chris. Yeah. Do you want to hear the other thing that you can do? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. There are two things. <laughs> I don't know how much time we have. but uh, I, I yeah, have a lot and, of time. <laughs> okay. Another thing that, uh, that I'm doing is uh, mantras. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of different mantras you can do um, to actively um, speak mantras mm. to heal these wounds. So it's more like an active thing that you can also do when it doesn't get triggered. Mm. Uh, there are different mantras. There are so many different mantras. Basically, a mantra is just like uh, a thought that you create in your mind. You can even speak it out loud if you want, but I just do it in my mind. Mm. And for example, in my case, uh, 
uh, with this this masculine wound that is manifesting in my physical body, I try from from my feminine energy, so to say, to um, say to my masculine sides that I'm really sorry that you're going through this. Mm. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. It's mm. very easy. Um, yeah, I think the mantra, someone told me that uh, Honopo, I don't remember the name exactly, mm. name, but it's like uh, a mantra from Hawaii mm. where um, this man in, in, in the mental institution didn't want to work with his patients directly because it was too extreme, mm -hmm. but he would give them this mantra uh, to speak for hours every day and this person told me that in four years his whole mental institution healed um, wow. which is very powerful uh, yeah. i think and whatever mantra the mantra you can create yourself for mm. your specific situation but it needs to be around forgiveness uh, mm. it needs to be around forgiveness forgiveness is very powerful mm. that's all that's also something you can actively do to heal your wounds and what's your favorite mantras? One you mentioned that you, from your feminine to masculine, you say yourself, uh, I love you and forgive you. Are yeah, there anything yeah. you can recommend in general to our audience who is working on expanding their consciousness? Um, sorry, I'm not exactly getting your what you are asking. Um, is there any specific mantra you would recommend uh, to the audience, which uh, is like easy to start with? And... Uh, yeah, the, the the I'm gonna yeah I cannot look it up. It's a Hawaii mantra called Honapo Nono or something. Okay, this is the one. Yeah, I yeah, have heard about it. Yeah, you've yeah. heard about it actually. Yes. It's very easy. It revolves around the first part being uh, sorry second mm -hmm. part please forgive me third part thank thank you mm. and the fourth part i love you unconditionally oh. and for example for every situation that you in the past that you have trauma from and you have resentment towards another soul mm. you can consciously address uh, um, or if you yeah in this case if you've done some someone else wrong for example and you feel a lot of guilt towards that person you can actively uh, say i'm sorry you have to go through this mm. please forgive me mm. thank you i love you unconditionally mm. and you can also do it from the other side it's a very easy mantra and you mm. can extend it uh, for your own situation mm. basically mm. as long as you mm. you you project it um on like the situation that triggers your wound mm. or on on the other soul that you have this karmic account right this sounds to me extremely uh, logical by the way this is a very effective uh, way of healing because that's what i want to hear for example that i want to hear uh, i'm sorry or i want to hear that i love you i want to hear that you know uh, unconditionally even and why can't I tell it to myself? Yeah, you can, yeah. You can also do it to yourself. Like uh, if you have certain parts in your body that are hurting, mm. uh, 
well, you, usually these things happen for your own growth, for your own mm. uh, raising your own consciousness. But your body has to go through this pain. So you can mm. also apologize to your body that it has to go through this. Mm. You ask it for forgiveness and you say, thank you. Mm. And then I love you unconditionally too. And then you have a mental focus on this specific part of your body where you have, where you're hurt, for example. Mm. 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 I am so inspired to do mantras even more. I loved it, but I am, I I kind of am understanding the inner meaning behind why we why mantras work. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Hey Chris, do you have any um final message? Um any uh I wouldn't say final, you are just in the middle of the journey. So <laughs> I think you would have so many messages. Uh, but at this point of time, now is there a message that you have for the audience uh to give? Uh yes, I do. Yeah. Because I'm going through this dark period myself. I'm going to give a message around this. Mm. Um, whenever you are in a very, very tough and difficult situation, you can be grateful for that. Mm. Because if you haven't awakened uh, yet uh, to a deeper dimension within yourself, you're getting very close to it. Because this is a huge, huge opportunity to go deeper within yourself and to raise your consciousness. Mm -hmm. so please don't don't resent uh being in such a situation i know it's not easy i know it's difficult i know it's tough mm -hmm. but really you can be grateful for it because it's a huge opportunity mm. beautiful and uh i i so revere darkness because of this reason and uh, uh, like embracing darkness is like okay maybe extend a little bit on the message yes um it is okay to look at your wounds once and understand them mm. uh, you don't have to go there again and again and again and recreate this pain it's that's not helping anyone mm. but i do think it is good to for everyone to to go into this darkness uh, once in your life to see what is there and to experience it mm. but just know it and know mm. when it gets triggered because that is your first step towards doing something about it and healing it yeah alchemizing that pain and suffering and making it the wound to a scar and a scar of pride yeah that's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh wow i had um yeah i feel i'm feeling extremely grateful for this conversation chris i think we touched upon so important topics yeah, but also for me to share it in this way, it helps me a lot as well, you know, because I'm going through this myself and mm -hmm. they say whatever you learn yourself, you teach. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> I, guess, I guess it had to be like this. And I'm very mm -hmm. grateful for you as well for doing this talk with you. Yeah. And it's it's amazing to talk with you about these things. You're yeah. you're so understanding and yeah, it's, it's just really great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure.